how are you? My name is John Funderburg, and this is the Walking Dead Best Podcast, and we are talking about the season eight, episode six, The King, The Widow, and Rick. So we have Funds one which is myself. Please uh, hit me up on Twitter, and also hit me up on all of the social media at Funds one and jfunds1.com. Now, we are going to go right into this. It was a interesting episode. So we first started off with, you have Maggie, and you um, Aaron, and um, basically... Aaron gives Maggie the letter. There's a letter that went to everybody that, that told everyone what happened. So we have uh, that scene. We also have Rick also got the same letter. Uh, I think Rick might, 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 may have even wrote the letter. But we have Rick with Polaroids, and he's on his way to see the trash people, which was a very frustrating episode, by the way. Extremely frustrating because Rick is in charge. Rick had all of the plans to go down and why he would have some of his plans depend on people that already betrayed him and he really didn't need their services I have no idea meanwhile back at the savior compound we had they, they are completely surrounded by walkers and every time they open a door Rick and his crew have snipers around ready to shoot at them so they are they are in dire situation they're running low on supplies they're running low on food in addition to that they are about to face a revolt so Maggie and Jesus are talking back at the hilltop and we have the prisoners there and Jesus and Maggie are like, you know, we have to, uh, I- I'm using these prisoners as bait or as a way to trade, but if we don't need them, we're going to kill them. And Jesus is looking at her like, really? And Maggie is like, yes. So we have Rick now also who went to see the trash people and it's my most frustrating. I'm going back to that. Very, very frustrating. Did not like that whole scenario. I'm just going to cut to the chase on this. Rick tried to present some idea. They basically dogged him. Say you talk too much, and basically threw him in the in a in a in a receptacle with no clothes on. It's I don't understand where they're going with that story. I that that really that's just the part that really is frustrating because they had momentum. They had they had it flowing. They were they were moving and grooving. They were they were on top of things. And we also going to have another group that is kind of breaking trend, and I think is going to threaten the whole process. So I'm going to go into my predictions now because this episode was basically kind of all over the place, but it still told the story. Uh, my my prediction is this: is that we see that Daryl. And Tara has gotten together to form a alliance, and because they have this hatred towards the saviors, partially because they killed Tara's girlfriend, and Daryl just wants to get revenge for how they treated him. So Daryl wants to end this now by somehow allowing the Walkers to get inside the building, and then tearing everyone up and ending the war tonight. Uh, Rick has another plan. I think that they should follow Rick's plan. Although Rick is now in captured by the trash people which is once again don't want to go there but captured by the trash people so but if they were to hold on to the plan the saviors would be annihilated by hunger they would give up they would win if they would just be patient but i think that this 
antagonistic kind of crew that is now being joined by Rosita and Michonne. They they both broke off. So let me, let me, let me circle back with that. Rosita and Michonne broke off to find out what was going on. They just had to see blah 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 blah. So they came across, and if you notice my tone is that they 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 came across kind of half cocked. They they heard some noise and they saw that two saviors were attempting to create this large speaker truck to draw the walkers away and they call it the fat lady whatever um no you know no disrespect to anyone that's overweight out there so they call it the fat lady sings because it's singing and when the fat lady sings and, and it, that means that it's over it's a sports nomenclature so they came across these two people and they were able to surprise them and only kill one of them and one of them got away with the truck I mean, it was very sloppy. You have two trained killers in Rosita and Michonne, and you couldn't do better than that? I mean, come on now. And then, so once the truck got away, Daryl had to save them. Daryl happened to be driving and hit him with a trash truck and knocked over the fat lady, killing the person that was inside and so forth. So all four of them now say, hey, we should all get together and end this thing tonight. It, it, it just reeks of failure. It just reeks of these four bozos. I'm calling them bozos because they're into bozo territory. These four bozos are actually trying to circumvent the plan that Rick had produced. The plan is working. They are trapped. They can't go anywhere. They are running low on food. Every time they try to get out, they're being they're pinned down. And now what you're going to do is do something else. I guarantee you, by the mark of this episode, mark this down, they are going to wreck the plan and cause a Negan comeback. Trust me on this. Negan is pinned down. He hasn't been able to do anything. And these bozos are going to come and, and go in there, guns a-blazing, and then they're going to mess everything up. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset by it because I want to see Rick and his crew win. And I think that them being Im- impetuous and gun ho and all the all the above is really messing things up. So that's my first prediction of the night. My second prediction is that Father Gabriel is suffering from being poisoned by the uh, blood and is going to show Negan a new weapon because he doesn't have any weapons because the weapons were destroyed. So he's going to start using walker blood on these weapons and really getting to Rick's crew by poisoning them with walker blood and it's all going to be initiated by the actions of what I call the bozo crew so those are my two predictions I'm kind of upset about it that's why I really haven't gone through the whole episode because I'm basically summarizing it and it's an episode that was extremely frustrating. As a matter of fact, I tweeted, I don't know which was more frustrating, that Rick was going to the trash people or Daryl was doing this or to do I mean, I mean, all the all the subject lines were frustrating. It was frustrating to see King Ezekiel basically being, I'm no longer a king, I'm just a guy, blah, 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 blah. And the only person that's any heart is Carol and Jerry. And I'm just like... Carol did make the show for me, by the way. Carol was like, in the beginning of the episode, when it first break open, Carol is like cleaning her gun. Everyone else like mourning the dead. Carol's like cleaning her weapon, looking over at them like, yeah, okay, we can mourn about the dead later. I'm getting ready for the next battle now. And then this little kid, the brother was like, he's the only one. Like, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to do this thing. And Carol's like, okay, stay close. And I love that, by the way. Carol is like, you can fight, you hold a gun. Let's go. Let's do it. While the, while the other hilltops are mourning and whining, and everything else, which they did lose a lot of people, sure, fine, but the war is still going on. You still need to be free. So Carol is the only one keeping the flame there. 
Then you have my man Xander. Oh my gosh, Xander play Xander's playing Gregory, and I love the portrayal of his character. Xander, if you're listening, thank you for having a memorable, extremely memorable screenplay. You're only on the screen for a short while, but you always take over the scene you always take over the you have the most memorable lines in the whole show where Xander <laughs> Xander slash Gregory says to Maggie the hippy dippy the hippie dippy kung fu artist, you know, it's just it's just it was an amazing line. He said you have to watch the show I guess you know what I'm talking about. But he hit it slam on. Anyway, so Xander's like, and I don't know if this part of the plan or not, but Xander's like, no, you know, he's saying, don't put me in here with him. He's like shrieking up and being all, um, being all dramatic. Uh, another thing, another shout out to Xander was when the last episode is when he said, you know, I don't like to kill people either. I'm sure you don't. It's just the way he said it. He was, he was, you know, he don't kill anybody. The character Gregory doesn't kill anybody, but he's acting as if someone, so he'd be Became an actor. It's an actor becoming an actor inside of a TV show, being an actor, playing a role that he, that he wants to kill somebody. It was amazing. I love the way he portrayed the many levels of that. So once again, uh, the whole this whole episode just to watch his his uh, scenes is worth it. So he's in the Savior compound, and he's basically a spy for them now because he's keeping his wits about him. He's not like you know. Being all, woe is me. He's like, whoa, I just got a token of information that I possibly could use. So let me just play this role here. So I am really digging where this character is going. And I hope they never, I hope they never kill Gregory's character. Because I'm sorry, I may be in the minority, but I love his character. So that being said, uh, Gregory's in a compound with the other saviors who they create a pen. And the guy, the guy that's supposed to be like, like the, the, uh, the white, but with all of his face, he's always trying to do something, always trying to escape. I like his moxie, to be honest with you. I know he had it in him, but he's going to get them all killed. And I would have laid him out first thing. He's the antagonizer. He's the one that uh, you really need to watch out for. So, and I'm kind of feeling for the other guy. Like, I almost could, if I was there, I, I almost would let the other guy loose. But I would test him. The guy that said, how was just here working? And, you know, basically, I'm just trying to keep safe and so forth. I'm, I'm really not part of his crew. I almost would let him go. But in a way where I would test him to see if he would to see if he would try to let his other people out. Anyway, so that being said, the episode was was pretty good. It moved the story along. It was an episode that you had to watch a couple times because they had a couple different themes going on. Whereas the first five episodes was one theme: war, war, war. What are we here for? Uh, but this one was more of the introspective of them dealing with the effects of war, the affect that they were having on their emotions, and how to deal with the. POWs and feeding them and how to deal with loss and loss of family and how to deal with restocking and being pinned down. It's just the whole, the war has really changed the landscape of The Walking Dead in dramatic ways. And this was the first episode that began to deal with the changing landscape. So this is J-Fun's one. I know this is a short kind of podcast, but it just happened to be. It just happened to be be produced that way. 
I'm look forward to this next seat, the next episode, and I'm going to start podcasts comparing characters, comparing contrasting characters. I'm going to start podcasts. Oh, I forgot. We are going to talk about the crossover. I'm sorry. My brain just clicked. Morgan's crossing over. How do I feel about that? I love it. Morgan is a special character to the, uh, to the showrunners. Um, the showrunners always specifically write hit. I think Scott writes his part, uh, himself because he he understands Morgan and Morgan is a very deep and layered character he's going to add a heft and he's going to add a boon to Fear the Walking Dead it's going to elevate that series dramatically and I think that they're trying to groom Jesus to replace Morgan as far as being the conscience of the show. So we'll see about that. So I I love I personally love Fear of the Walking Dead. I love the comic books. I love everything Walking Dead. So if you want to bash that here is not the place. I really like Fear the Walking Dead, especially the last season. The last season had episodes that were better than some of the Walking Dead episodes. It really did. So especially the last three or four episodes of that season. So I can't wait to see Morgan. I can't wait to see how he's going to interact. I want to miss his kung fu type style because he won't have that because this was all before he met the cheesemaker. But <laughs> I thought that was so cool, the cheesemaker. We have to, you know, the, the nicknames on this show is awesome. You have the little ass kicker. You have cheesemaker. You have, let's see. I can't think of anything else right now, but I will by, by the next podcast. So anyway, this is J Funds one I'm signing out. Thank you. Bye.